And welcome to episode number three of the North Spring Sessions podcast with DK. I'm your host, Dustin Kennedy. Thank you guys for listening to last week's uh, two-part episode of Oliver Anthony and the drama with the Cotton-Eyed Joe. We left off with the uh, the Cotton-Eyed Joe saying that he asked for $120,000 and his manager was the one that done it. So, you know, I guess a lot of people are interested. Those, those shows had some good numbers. And I appreciate y'all's um, interest in checking those episodes out. By all accounts, I still don't know. He uh, That show was canceled, as we talked about. And um, he's now playing a new show that did sell out September 29th at the Knoxville Convention Center. So he just went ahead and skipped all that, all that talk about wanting to play small venues and $25 tickets. He went all the way up to the Knoxville Knoxville Convention Center. Um, but it looks like they will keep his ticket prices, what he asked for, and uh, the free meet and greets if you got those tickets, I guess. So, um, Cotton Eye Joe did post some more stuff on that. And if you want to look it up, just go to the Cotton Eye Joe website. I think we spent plenty enough time on Oliver Anthony and the Cotton Eye Joe. And some guy hit me up on Facebook because I tagged several people. He's like, I don't care. I don't know why you care about it. I'm like, well, Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't, Todd. Whatever in the hell your name is. Um, but it was interesting at the time, especially considering how much time I had uh, I had spent reaching out. So I did get an email back from Oliver Anthony's manager after all this Cotton Eye Joe. I guess they're finally catching up on um, everything. And he said, hey, man, thanks for reaching out. Think of us next year. So I'm sure he'll go on to bigger and better things and, Still won't be able to afford him for North Springs, or he could, you know, flame out, and then there's our chance to scoop up. <laughs> um, in the meantime, he was playing with Jamie Johnson and everybody else at the Tootsie's birthday batch, which is usually on Tuesday nights, but uh, it looks like they had it last night in Nashville and down on Lower Broadway, and I'm sure that was a scene. It was hard enough to get out of the Titans game yesterday, much less to kind of na- try to navigate that madhouse that's Lower Broad in Nashville, uh, seeing Clay County's own Cherokee Hope Upton, um, very talented musician, young singer songwriter in her own in her own right, uh, got to meet him. So, you know, good for everybody. He's he's getting out there making the rounds with Jamie Johnson, um, who I'm a big fan of, obviously. So, yeah, so go check that. Uh, go check him out wherever you can catch him. Um, tonight on this episode. We're going to be talking about the the beginning of the North Springs Music Festival, how it came to be about back in 2020, uh, what the where the original idea came from, how it, um, yeah, the months leading up to it. You know, now it's, it feels like it's been a hundred years ago. Um, just kind of want to tell the backstory, and you know, we've got weeks leading up to North Springs 2023 here, and uh, I've got the features ready now where I can start interviewing. Actually, I was supposed to be on here with Addison Johnson tonight, but. Um, was down there with my buddy Blake. Blake's doing the temporary electric pole for me. So, um, yeah, so I had to push back some interviews. Big week here. Uh, my oldest son's turning 17 in two days, which is insane. Then um, we've got Americana Fest Thursday night. Two of the two of the acts from North Springs Music Fest, them Dirty Roses and Cole Chaney, both playing down in Nashville Thursday. So busy week here coming up. But I just I wanted to go ahead and get one in. Seems like I typically have recorded on Mondays here, and um, 
I say typically. Hell, I did last week, so I might as well stay on course. These things to be out on Tuesday mornings. So, um, yeah, trying to just uh, navigate a few more things. So we did announce, you know, the um, if you've not got your tickets, I didn't really promote this really hard. I mean, I have, but I haven't. But uh, this is the fourth annual North Springs Music Fest, and you can get those tickets on NorthSpringsMusicFestival.com. Zach Lee out in Clay County here just does a phenomenal job of doing that website, which looks badass. And I need to get finishing up all the sponsors. I end up with like 90 sponsors either paid or doing something beneficial. So much, much love and respect to those guys. It's, um, it's crazy how many people from this small community and gatherings uh, communities get together to help out for something like this because I assure you it doesn't I, don't, I can't touch the surface of it with my own money <laughs> so glad to have those guys on board and so if you're you know the the VIP that's happening at Roaring River uh, Moonshine Distillery on the 13th that sold out when, within like a month or whatever that's Justin Clyde Williams Mike DeMeza Brandy Colt, Andrew Crawford, Brandon Martin, Tony Logue, and Alex Williams. And of course, the music festival, uh, Rye Davis, West Ship, Addison Johnson, Tim Gooden, Hannah Dasher, Cole Chaney, Them Dirty Roses, and, of course, Cody Canada and The Parted, formerly Cross-Canadian Ragweed. And today we got to add one more name to that list. I had been kicking around the idea of getting a local person, local musician on the on the bill, and I, you know, I really don't like to call it local musician because I don't know that it sounds uh, degrading. Not, not, of course, it's not degrading, but it's just like, you know, um, I, I don't want to make it sound less less than uh, anybody else. But um, I've really been kicking around. You know, I've had locals on here before, and we're going to talk about that because there was there was a lot of the home homegrown talent, home local people on year one. And we'll get into that. So on this one, really, there was there was two options. So I was thinking about Cherokee and Braden Mitchell Wall. And I have background with both of them. Cherokee played on the first festival. She opened my Chris Knight show in Salina in 2021. And she's also opening for Dina Carter. I've uh, not talked about that show, I don't think, yet on here. Dina Carter in Livingston in November. So Braden Wall, for me, he was told uh, – I was told by him, by my friends Brittany and uh, and Jeremy, um, they you know, hey, go see this kid, go see this kid, he's really good. Um, he ended up entering the uh, Roaring River Moonshine Distillery Songwriter Contest. I don't care to say, you know, he was one of the main ones I voted for. Um, you know, me and the judges on that thing really went back and forth because I was just like, uh, they really wanted this more upbeat and. I just said, yeah, I just kind of like the songwriting. I was like, you can get tractor wrap anywhere, <laughs> you know. And you know, I kind of just I fought for that what I believed in as far as that. And you know, everybody's got their own different opinions, and and that's okay. But uh, for me, I was just really into that song, and I liked Matt Mayberry's song that he had that day. And um, I don't know, I Braden did end up was one of the co-winners, and Paul Page was the other winner who was. Initially, I was standoffish about because I was like, I don't know, it's rap, but man, it's just the ad libbing this done, done, this guy done, just to kind of rap off the top of his head was really, really talented as well. So, um, it, it definitely grew on me. So yeah, Braden and I, after the contest, went down to the stolen coin and uh, had a couple beers and 
I said, well, man, I, I tell you what, I said, here in a couple of weeks, I've got Tim Gooden and Anderson Ellswick coming in, and it only makes sense if we throw you an opening slot on that show. And he did, and I know he got some, some, uh, well, you know, good reviews from that. So fast forward all these months, that was back in March, and this past Friday night, he played at a Revolver in Cookville, opening for Addison Johnson, of course, a good buddy of mine, also on the festival, and uh, my old son had football, so didn't get to go. So anyway. Today Addison calls me. He's like, "Man, I'm just wanna, I just wanna, really want to call and vouch for this kid." He's like, "I just think he's really bright. He's got some passion. Yeah, he's a songwriter. Just very all glowing remarks from Addison." And I just said, "What's well, funny? You mentioned that because I really have been thinking about trying to throw somebody close to home on as the opening act for the festival to kind of get everything kicked off." And he's like, "Well, that you know, that's that's my vote." And so I waited and waited, and this evening I called Braden, and uh, it just happened to be his birthday. So he, he didn't answer. I texted him and said, hey, give me a holler when you can. And not to get too too personal here with what Braden and I talked about, but he, he answered the phone and said, hello, uh, happy birthday. He's like, oh, thanks, man, like nicest kid ever, right? And I said, uh, well, happy birthday, man. He goes, oh, thank you, Dustin, appreciate it. And I said, uh, you know, we made some small talk for a minute. And I said, man, you getting ready for the music fest. Y'all coming out, right? And he goes, oh, yeah, well, me, my fiance, my friends that you've met, Jesse, Kalen, uh, we're all coming, man. We've we've bought our uh, cooler fees, and we're all excited. And I was like, oh, cool. Uh, well, I mean, what's your parents going to do for tickets uh, if you're going to give them tickets? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, I mean, I, I don't think you'd be too offended if you kicked off the North Springs Music Fest, would you? And he's like, oh, my God, man, that's awesome. Yeah, of course. I was like, yeah, I can't have your parents paying for tickets if uh, if you're on the bill and you've already uh, if you've if you've already bought tickets, but now you're going to be playing. So hey, I was happy to do whatever part of it I could contribute uh, to to uh, something he he deserves anyway. I'm just giving the platform. There's nothing I've done other than giving some stage time for 15, 20 minutes and and hopefully helping the kid out because man, he's uh. You can tell he's very, very passionate about songwriting, about writing a good song that has some thought to it. Um, when he came down there for the West Ship show, I was talking about Jason Eady. He's like, I don't think I've ever heard Jason Eady. I said, well, that's your homework assignment, kid. That's your homework assignment. Come back and, t and uh, I, want, I want you to know five Jason Eady songs by the next time I see you. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think he's uh, he's got a bright future, and I'm glad to have him on North Springs 2023. He'll be kicking off at 2 p.m. sharp, so get those tickets. NorthSpringsMusicFestival.com, Braden Mitchell-Wall, West Ship, Rye Davis, Tim Good, Addison Johnson, Hannah Dasher, Cole Chaney, Them Dirty Roses, Cody Canada, Texas legend. So, yeah, man, uh, get those tickets. And uh, three weeks away, three weeks from this weekend. It's, it's insane. I've got a, so much more I've got to do, but uh, I've got a stage rented. I've got the posters being printed, insurance. I, I think we're good. I think I think uh, I know something's going to pop off that I've completely neg neglected and and forgot to do. So um, we'll see. I know we got some stiff competition that night. A buddy of mine, a musician, actually, he called me not too long ago and he said, uh, "He's dude, you see what the Opry's doing on the same day as your music festival?" And I said, well, "Yeah, I did." I said, "Actually, it's." That's cool, and if I didn't have the music festival, I'd be down there watching it. Um, <laughs> it's a, He goes, no, they're going to run a, a, a damn tribute um, of the Grand Ole Opry 
at the Grand Ole Opry to Keith Whitley. <laughs> and I said, well, in all fairness to the Grand Ole Opry, I don't think the old North Springs Music Fest is hardly on their radar as competition just yet, but maybe one day. But I don't know. I love Keith Whitley, and, you know, I like Garth Brooks just fine, but I, I don't know. I don't know that I would have won. Wouldn't, I mean, maybe. But um, the, the Nashville Palace actually around June – does a hell of a tribute uh, along with Jesse Keith Whitley and Lori Morgan and a lot of those guys. West Ship, I know, was down there this past year. Uh, that's more my style. I think I would much rather go to the Nashville Palace and and see some of those guys that do a try to do justice for one of the greatest country music singers of all time, Keith Whitley. Um, so yeah, that was just kind of funny. My my buddy was all, "Can you believe they done that?" Well, yeah, because I don't think the Opry's ever heard of North Springs Music Fest. I've been bullied by less, and I know the Grand Ole Opry doesn't know about us. Another funny story. So the guy, when I told the story last week on air uh, about the guy loving Cody Canada but not really being familiar with Cody Can uh, with Cross Canadian Ragweed, uh, he messaged me this week. Let me uh, let me get on his message here. And again, I'm not going to read his name, but I, I didn't think anything about it. Well, after I told the story, I was like, oh man, I hope he doesn't hear that and like think that I'm. Uh, giving him a hard time. So I'm gonna read this text message. <laughs> I'm not again. I'm not gonna tell his identity because I'm I'm not a douchebag. I mean, you know, maybe I am, but not too bad. Not to people I don't know. If this was Jeremy Mackey, I'd read it and tell you it was Jeremy Mackey, but it's not. He said I couldn't sleep this morning. Ended up listening to your podcast, and I listened as my heart sank because I heard the passion in your voice talking about Cody Canada and how much you love his music. As I knew you had to have been like, who the F is this dumbass? When I didn't know him or make the connection between probably the only two bands with Canada in the name, then my heart sank further as you mentioned the casuals as I knew you were going to tell on me. Thanks for going easy on me as I now know that I had to strike a nerve. Man, words are hard, huh? At 11 o'clock at night they are. Uh, being your favorite and all. So I'll have you know I've listened a lot since then. I really, really like them. Also, like I said before, their music wasn't pitched to me in the right way or by the right person, so I was narrow-minded, and I'll admit that. It's okay, you know. And you found it before you hit that dirt for your final resting place. There's always time to catch up on Cross and Ragweed. She said, but to my defense, the girl I was talking about typically likes shitty music and just hearing her cringy voice that is worthy of being in a movie or something, saying their name and calling them CCR still rings in my ears as I type this. I'm with you on that because CCR is, is uh, definitely creates Clearwater Revival, and Ragweed is Ragweed. So uh, that's the history lesson today, kids under 30. I hope you understand and forgive my ignorance and don't put me on blast in front of anybody. Totally kidding. I don't give a damn. I wouldn't be offended in the least, as I think it's quite funny. Well, in that case, Mr. – I'm just kidding. Hey, I wonder, I wonder if these buttons work on my – I just can't believe somebody doesn't know about Cody Cannon. When he told me I didn't know about he didn't know about Cody Cannon, I said, "How corny is that? How corny?" <clears throat> anyway, I used it. So yeah, uh, no friend, I'm not gonna. I'm glad you're coming all the way from. You're part of the neck of the woods. I'm afraid if I start naming off names, they'll they'll know who it is. So I don't want to do that to him. But I hope everybody's had a. Um, I hope everybody's had a good week. I had kind of a whirlwind with my – I traveled a lot with work. I saw like four states in two days and 
went up to the northeast and just thanks to all the window time i know just as about as much about the northeast today as i did this time last last week it was just a lot of traveling and uh time spent with co-workers but um got back though and uh just been been crazy ever since we uh my, my oldest son played football Friday night against Red Bull and Springs. We got him work Saturday. And then Saturday, you know, just kind of, man, we we hung out with my grandpa, Barry Kennedy, who owns the land that North Springs Music Fest will be on. So shout out to my grandpa, Barry, living to see another year, 81 years young. Quite honestly, the biggest stud I've ever met in my life. Like, people try to be cool. People these days pay so much money to try to be cool and i just thanks to my uh thanks to my family patrick johnson who's also uh, barry's grandson there um he sent me some old throwback pictures and man i mean like this man's like the coolest person ever without even trying with that Fu manchu like his best friend tagged him on a post on facebook my my grandpa's on he used to dog me for being on facebook now he's like posting things in a north springs uh page on there which i think is pretty cool because he's got he's if listen if you're under the age of 30 you're listening to this podcast and like you take time for granted with your parents or grandparents man don't do that because just sitting under the learning tree of barry kennedy is so interesting and has been to me since i was a child i mean there's nothing more i love than just sitting around listening to him tell stories and just how things were he was he was a union worker so he saw some crazy shit you know back in the day and Man, just to sit here with that Fu Manchu, that gray, you know, that white Fu Manchu now, and smoking that cigar like he—that's his trademark—is smoking those cigars. And I still remember this day, just being in his company cars traveling. I used to travel every summer with him, and um, man, the car just smell, just reek of cigar, cigar ashes. But I mean, golly, just some of these pictures that Patrick shared with me over the weekend. Oh, just dudes, just like I said. People pay big money to try to be as cool as Barry Kennedy was. I mean, with some of these, I mean, all this stuff, fashion goes kind of full circle. So some of the stuff he's wearing, it's come back in fashion the last few years. But, yeah, man, uh, 81st birthday, we got together Saturday and celebrated that. And we celebrated that Titans dub yesterday down in Nissan Stadium. I've left there plenty of times on the wrong end of that. So the rain started coming right towards the end of overtime. Got soaked, but – um. Made for a good time. My wife and my oldest son always uh, fight about who's going to go to the home opener because my wife doesn't like cold weather games, so she likes to get her games in early in the season, and Waylon's working. So uh, shout out my boy Trent O'Neill, my Woodbury buddy that sits next to me in the season tickets there in the Titans and um, hooked me up with one extra ticket so I didn't have to fight between my wife and son which one I was going to take. We all three got to go, and it was really cool. First time in many years we got to do that. Um but, yeah, when I was to go back, man, I found – I put it on Facebook. I want you to go look at it if you follow me on Facebook. I found a I found a, uh, a family photo through Patrick. It was me and my mom and dad and my sister from 1989, the day of my Aunt Rhonda's first wedding. I say first because she's working on some Elizabeth Taylor-style numbers. <laughs> I hope she stays at four. That would be really cool. I like her husband now. Not that I haven't liked previous husbands. Um, well, I liked one of them. I was too young for the other two, really, to know. But um, we, uh, man, look it up on Facebook. 
So what I said was, let me see if I can find it real quick. I'm sorry for all this dead air, air you're going to hear, but you got to remember, I was the uh, I was the talent recruiter. And shout out them dirty rows, just being freaking studs and still just sharing the North Springs Music Festival every chance they get. I mean, I don't know who runs their social media, if it's those guys or who, who but ah, dang. So, yeah, go go look at it. 1989, I'm very much looking like the kid. I'm looking for like Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone here with my peach bow tie, not giving two shits in the world. My beautiful mother. I mean, my God, my mama was such a pretty lady. But here's the caption I put. I said, the resting bitch face may have very well been invented by Miranda Kennedy on this very day. Also, pretty decent chance she just cussed someone, cussed someone out. But, man, she looked pretty. Uh, my mom cussed you out. That's, that's a fun fact about my mama. She cussed you out and not even think nothing about it and cook you supper later that night. You know, she didn't care. Beat you with a shoe wash, and wash your clothes. Um, man, she was so pretty in this picture. But, boy, she... If she didn't tell whoever took this picture to go to hell directly after it, I'd, I'd give you a $100 bill. Shocked. Uh, my sister, boy, my poor sister. My poor sister. <laughs> my poor ass sister. I mean, they wouldn't know white rain left in three counties between her and mama. I mean, these bangs was high to the air, right? And I... I, I zoomed in on the picture and only sent her big head to her. And I was I didn't say it on the uh, I didn't say it on Facebook, but I texted her and I sent her just the picture of just her. I cropped everybody else and she goes, Where in the hell did you find this picture? Damn, I was an ugly kid. I said, Kid, hell baby, you was sixteen years old. <laughs> and then which I sent her the whole picture, she goes Damn, that's scary. Wow, mom looks like a bitch. <laughs> then she says, Bayless looks like you. Ricky doesn't look right with dark hair, no beard, and those colored glasses. Then she says, by the way, I don't understand. You've never been an ugly child or adult or an adult. It must be nice. My sister's a pretty girl. Uh, right here in this picture, hideous. I'm talking hideous. Um, my mother couldn't have loved her. I, nobody loved Nobody. Somebody... She must have been grounded to have to wear this silly shit she's wearing. I mean, you talking about some little house on the prairie bullshit they're wearing right now. I mean, they're they I, somebody. I think my great grandma must have had to sew these dresses, and she had her hair pulled back. She had her hair pulled back like some. Let's see the comments. I want to see the comments. See who lied. Um. Oh, I'm on the wrong picture. Hold up. Uh, Vivian comments. She goes, "What the hell was I thinking with this hairstyle? Why didn't tell? Why didn't someone tell me it looked bad? Damn, I was the ugliest and fattest kid. Delete me or crop me out. She's too hard on herself. She's way too hard on herself. I think someone had French braided my hair. They should have told me my face was too fat for that. Now listen, my sister's a pretty woman. She's went through a divorce the last few years. I feel sorry for him. You know." My brother-in-law was in my family for a long time, so I'm not going to talk about that. I hate how families, it's tough on families, okay? But uh, she, well, I tell, I aggravate her all the time. Uh, she's got to stop these women. Women, you women are beautiful. I mean, everybody, I'm, listen, I am a fan of the opposite sex. I love a good, beautiful woman. And I cannot stand you women feeling so insecure 
that you have to use these ignorant ass filters on the internet. Stop. Like we all age. If you want to do something about it, go get you some Botox, get you some work done or something, but stop using these CGI or uh, AI or TGIF, whatever filters that y'all are using where you look so, or I don't even, nobody even recognizes you by the time, for real. I won't even like my sister's post sometimes. If I get on there and she's too filtered, I don't even like it. Now, if I know she's going through through it, I feel bad. I'm like, oh, I love my sister. So the other day she posts one, and I'm like, come on, girl. It was just so ridiculous. And I'm a, I'm a fan of my sister. I'm a supporter. I'm in her corner. I love her. But now this picture didn't even look real. And I got on there, and all the comments, all you Facebook liars, that's why social media ain't real. That's one thing about it. I love social media if it's used to the right thing. But, like, it ain't real. Because somebody, women and men, thirsty-ass men, going to get on there. My, wife, my, my sister's 48. Like, you're going to age. I've aged terribly. I hate to know what I'm going to look like at 48 years old. But I bet it's going to be my real-ass face on Facebook. And people get on there and say, so pretty, gorgeous, gorgeous, pretty, so beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous, so pretty, beautiful lady, gorgeous, gorgeous, you're a pretty lady. You look amazing, gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, wow, gorgeous, gorgeous, so beautiful. You've always been beautiful. You look fabulous, stunning. Where's my douche meter on this? Because I come in and said, you're prettier without that damn cartoon filter, sister. How many times I got to tell you this? Now, that's tough love, baby. That's tough love because I love my sister, and these people are living in a fake world where they've got a damn, she's got a damn cartoon face filter on her picture, and all these people ain't real with her. Beautiful. Yeah, my sister is pretty. But that's that's the fake life we live in because she's afraid if she posts her just her regular face with, you know, wrinkles at 48, oh, my God, people ain't going to think I'm pretty, and I don't want her to hear this think I'm shitting on her because I'm not. You know, again, this is just like, I just want girls, like, be comfortable with yourself. Be confident. You know, as men, we've ruined everybody's life. You know, I get it. Men's men. We're terrible. Love yourself and stop using these silly filters, women. If y'all, beautiful, hey, women are the most beautiful things on this planet. Like, you know, I mean, us men, we just get what you get. We don't get to cover up all of our blemishes with makeup and, and eyeshadow and mascara. We just, we just, we got to be born beautiful, you know. And I understand not everybody can be voted most attractive Herman Springs 2002. I know I know everybody don't get those genes, but uh, <laughs> I hope y'all know my sarcasm. But uh, yeah, my sister got to stop this. She's too pretty for this BS. Also, getting back to this picture, getting back to this picture because I, I didn't mean to uh, rag on my sister that long. My dad, possibly serial killer, 1989. This is the most horrifying photo my dad was 28 years old in this photo and he looks like i mean he looks i don't know what he looks like he's got a mustache that looks like it come off reno 911 like this is some super trooper stuff my dad's wearing on his face right now like there's i said in the picture on facebook i was there i said there's leftover food from the rehearsal dinner up in that thing hey vintage ass miller light shirt though love it um the hair going bald He's balding on top. Can't help that. Rick's a stud. Rick's a stud back in the day. 
My mama said, hey, my mama, when she said she met my daddy, my mama said, my mama said, my mama said, my mama said, when she met my daddy, he, she said, I've never seen a better looking man. She said, them eyes, them eyes. I said, I know, I know. Thank God for genetics. I got the same eyes. I'm joking again. But, uh, yeah, Rick's got these, Rick, Rick's got these uh, tinted windshields on his face with this caterpillar on his lip, going a little bit bald. Looks like he's mad as hell. My aunt said he was mad. She said, your daddy's so so, uh, so tightwad, such of a tightwad that uh, he was pissed off because he had to close his store because it was 4th of July weekend. He knew how much beer he could be selling to people running the roads. So daddy's madder than hell. He sent her and his sister's wedding across the road um, from Rick's Market Gas Food Cold Beer circa 1989. And uh, now nah, just a great family picture. It just shows how much we love each other. Man, I always thought Bayless looks just like Lindsay, and he does, like, through the eyes and his smile. But this IDGAF look, that's – I'm Bayless. But now also Patrick Simi Swan's a Jack, or of me, and Jack is my twin. It's crazy. Waylon's just like a perfect mix. So really enjoy lo looking at those old pictures. Really cool. Um, Sorry to take you all down that trip on nostalgia there. So what I, what I really want to get out here, we're at the 29-minute mark, and I don't plan, I didn't really plan on going that late here tonight, but um, try to wrap this up with just kind of the final story. So this is obviously year four of North Springs Music Festival, and each week um, as I get into this, and I don't know when I'll space these out. It may be weeks before I talk about the other two. But I kind of just want to give a background on uh, a little behind the scenes of everyone and I remember when North Springs 2020, um, I had just started the uh, One Lane Road Acoustic Songwriter Series. Andrew Pope with uh, Chris and Brad Rains was, or I think Chris just done the one by himself. I can't remember if Brad was on him with, uh, and the posters were cool too. Chris Rains done every one of those posters for me. I'm looking at them right here in the man cave. Um, one Lane Road Podcast Songwriter Series, Andrew Pope with Chris Rains. The second one, which still to my day i'm i'm ashamed to think that what the hell they thought when they came to the jackson county fairgrounds with the girls bathroom piss leaking in the floor and everything else jason Eady and courtney Patton, where brother reigns chris and brad did open the show fast forward to november that year my first uh, show with rye davis where matt mayberry and mike demez opened the show and then later that next month or the next month december of 19 uh, Justin Wells with Rye Davis and Rigid Class, those boys, those hard rockers from Gainesboro. Um, so really, in March there of not 2019, Jason Eady and I left. Um, I got them a room in Cookville that night, and they were working on the road around the fairgrounds. So I drove them down. I remember driving Jason and Courtney down and talking to them and, and whatnot. And after it was over, Jason had bought – uh, some whiskey before and him and I kind of sat there and Lindsay was going to drive us back so I had to drive a truck down to town to meet Courtney and Lindsay and then Lindsay drove all of us back to Cookville drop them back at their hotel and as we're as we're riding back I'm kind of just talking about ideas I'm like you know how to get them back and not knowing where the next thing was at right I just knew that there was nothing in Gainesboro this is how I ultimately didn't get Ward Davis and probably loosely didn't get Charles Wesley Godwin for the same reason. Uh, there wasn't venues, so shout out to everybody that's open venues so I can have a halfway decent hobby um, booking shows in Jackson County. 
but there there was nothing. And I just knew that, you know, it's funny. And there were some county commissioners like, I don't know, man, he's making some money off them fairgrounds buildings and he's only paying $25 or he's getting it for free. And I'm like, oh yeah. Uh, but we're also bringing some stuff into this county, you know, like there was a hundred people at this last show. There were 75 people at this last show and they're probably buying beer in your county and they're buying gas and food in your county. So I never have understood this, the political side of all this, how people was mad because, oh, you know, listen, those first four acoustic shows wasn't exactly, they, they, I wasn't going to put a down payment on a home or a car with anything I made. It was just trying to figure this crap out so we can continue to build this thing like we've built it. So just kind of half buzzed with Jason Eady throughout the idea Hey, man, you know, my grandpa's got a big farm about 15 minutes from here. I think it'd be really cool. And Jason's like, yeah, I do, but I, I just really think you need to think about everything, the stage and security. And I was like, well, listen, I think your idea of a festival, because Jason's an established musician, and what I was kind of thinking on a low-budget end, I said, you know, I'd have to start small. You'd have to start small because you wouldn't afford it. So anyway, yeah, that's just kind of – it kind of got pitched, right? And that was March of 2019. Had the two more acoustic shows uh, – and as we all know, the world stopped on it, got dropped on its head in March of 2020, February, 20, whenever it was, March 2020. So essentially, you know, we're all walking around and NBA shut down. NFL was weird. I mean, it, the whole world was weird because of COVID. And then uh, I finally, as the as it got a little bit better towards the end of 2020, we we're just like, throughout the summer, I was like, you know what? Yeah, we okay, we can't go inside. And we have to wear a mask. But, I mean, this field is wide open, and it's outside. We're going to have a concert. I know people's tired of being home. We're going to have an outside concert. So then, like, who do you who do you get to play? And Jason Eady wasn't available because that was my first target for year one, Jason Eady. And that would be a recurring theme for the first two years. And um, so my lineup for the first year, and I'll go through it, um, Ry Davis was a guy who obviously blew me away those first two performances. So I, I definitely knew I wanted Ry Davis. Um, well, through talking to Ry's wife, Brandy, who's also a singer-songwriter, uh, and the only actual real person I know from Delaware. Like, Delaware is a place I forget it's even a damn state until I talk to Brandy Davis. Swear to God. And she was like, you know, do you ever listen to this guy named Brandon Martin? And I had never heard of Brandon a day in my life. Um, but... He played. He was great. He came. Now, of course, he's coming back for the first time since that. Well, he's played a show at Doe Creek for me in between. but um, Or for Jeanette and Barry, that, that was their show, actually. Um, low Moaning Song, Outlaws and Gypsies, Drunk Again, and Warm Glass of Whiskey for the Brandon Martin more popular songs. And then my buddy Andrew Pope, I was thinking, well, I said, you know, the first acoustic songwriter series was with Andrew. And I'm just a big fan of Andrew Pope, the person. Um met him through some conversations he was having on Twitter with Shooter Jennings, and I'm just, you know, of course, a, just a fan of the whole entire Jennings family, but, you know, in particular, Waylon and Shooter, and uh, yeah, we just, we interviewed him on One Lane Road one time, and we got to talking about Hank Jr., and you know, you get me talking to Hank Jr., buddy, and you better better get a six-pack and a seat, because we're, we're about to talk, oh, Rock and Randall, and then uh, we talked pro wrestling, and I know Lucas was ready to just end it all, when we started talking, I mean, you talk about, if we're talking world championship wrestling, WCW Saturday night from 1992, well, you're talking about some OG wrestling fans right there. 
So I love Andrew Pope still to this day. And Andrew did me a solid last year by being on his podcast, picking it out. And man, he he lands some pretty badass guests on there as well. Um, and then Brother Reigns was my um, that was the top four acts for 2020. And you know, I just love Chris and Brad. I mean, I you know, you know, sometimes I don't see them as much. I don't know. There's some of that awkwardness when you don't see somebody for a long time. And I don't know. Chris has done a lot for me. He's such a selfless person. Uh, the logos that you see, the One Lane Road podcast logo, the North Springs Music Festival logo, both created by Chris Rains. Um, we'd already went to the to the well with him once uh, with OLR. I just kind of told him, I was like, well, it's going to be two of us. Uh, it's One Lane Road. Um, there's two of us. And God dang, man, I don't know if he just puts it on an app or he's that creative. I don't know. But I know One Lane Road podcast logos. I'm sitting here staring at it on my refrigerator on a sticker. That logo is always just such such a badass. I never was crazy about the like the little, little saw blade at the bottom. Um, never was crazy about that, but the rest of it was just so awesome. And Chris loved it so much. I was like, ah, hell, I can live with the sawmill blade at the bottom, and it kind of looks fine. Um, but I just always thought he was really cool where he put the um, put the sign One Lane Road Podcast, and then with the two microphones coming up, and has Lucas DK. And then so when the when I was building this festival and we're like, yeah, okay, um, I want to do it. So I asked my, my dad. First, that was the first thing, getting over the hurdle of asking my dad and grandpa, hey, can we have the – can I have the land? I promise I'll have everybody – I'll rent insurance and I'll do waivers and, like, I promise I'll take care of this place. Um, so that was obstacle number one. Second was like, well, i got to call it something. And I'm a creative guy, so North Springs Music Fest, it was born. I didn't spend a lot of time on that one, as you can tell. But then I went back to the to the board with Chris, and I said, all right, man. I said, I'm thinking I want it like Tennessee or Jackson County kind of color, so like I want some sort of blue, make it a musical theme of some sort, and just put the TriStar in it. Um, and he, he shot back, and I just, dude, I was in love. I mean, it, it's, the, it's the coolest logo ever have it's the guitar pick with the tri-star north springs music fest i just and shout out chris rains and 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 brad is just so cool like brad brad's just the most easygoing cat ever too so i just i just can't say uh, you know nothing about those guys enough um that i love them vanessa rogers was supposed to be on the thing she pulled up lame and uh so we'll not talk about vanessa rogers but she's on the poster and i hate that someone's on the poster that canceled to make a little more money elsewhere. But it's it's a living. So I can't say I blame her. Mike DeMeza and Stevie D, Stephen Dow coming there. And you know, I love having Mike on the show. He's back this year. Uh on the kickoff party. Cherokee, I mean a young Cherokee and her friend Jordan Walker from Monterey. There you had like these are high school kids up here. Um Matt Mayberry played that show. And then uh Josh McCrary was was suggested. And um that was the first time he'd played in a while and got up there with the band. So, and, I, and those guys played free, I think. I think a lot of the locals played for free that first year because our budget was so, so low, and those guys just wanted exposure. You know, Matt Mayberry puts a lot of, you know, he's he's a good songwriter. I mean, Matt loves to write songs, and uh, it's always been good to me. Josh McCrary, uh, he still plays, uh, still plays quite a bit around um, locally, and I really like his sound. He's a Wayland lover like me. Like I said, Cherokee uh, went on to do some some really cool things since then. And if y'all haven't checked it out, Cherokee Hope, she's got a four-song EP. Man, I really dig it. She was on Jason and Sheila not too long ago. So shout out to her for uh, doing what she loves, doing, you know, making her dreams come true. 
Um, so yeah, so the next thing, and boy, I didn't know this was going to be a thing as time went on. So the guy, um, Jordan Hunter, was the president of the uh, Jackson, Cham- Jackson County Chamber of Commerce at the time. He and his wife Kelly uh, kind of ran the show, and I knew I knew he put some time into the uh, old, well, we call it the old poke salad festival trailer him and his dad tony had redid it and so i went to found jordan at h and h and uh which was a sponsor every has been a sponsor every year and asked jordan i said hey buddy here's what i'm doing he i said you can you know can i rent the stage from you he's like well man that was actually going to be the year that uh we were we were going to do jamie daly's music festival at the airport he's like so i guess i guess since we're not using it uh for the air you know airport show this year you, you can use it and he's like but just next year uh, keep it in mind i was like i don't know what you're talking about i've never he goes no you, you know the one the show we were going to do the big jamie daly with and friends show at the airport and i said no nah, you're you're telling me some news i have no idea what you're talking about and and basically what ended up being the america um uh, american made music fest or whatever um where Jamie and Jamie kind of helped with some of his connections, bring a bunch of big names to town, um, where Jordan and Kelly and Hope worked their ass off on, um, that um, and and others, just the three that I know right offhand, uh, Mayor Andy Hetty and uh, yeah, whoever I just know those three in particular um, did a lot, um, and I said Jordan, I have zero knowledge what you're talking about. I'm not in the loop. I'm not in. I don't have a clue. I said I just. I just know October is a good month, and this is just you know it's been a sh- crappy year with COVID. And he's like, "Well, I just I can't believe it. like I guess he thought the date. He's like, I, I guess he thought that, and they and I've had several people tell me that. Yeah, we just thought you heard Jamie's got canceled, and you wanted to pick up and and do something for, for the county that weekend. I said, No, I shit, I had no idea, and I and I, I and I didn't. I had no knowledge of that. It just happened to be I knew October historically was a was a good month to have outside shows and that's what i picked and so anyway he was like yeah just keep us in mind just don't try to do it that same weekend next year and i said no i'll move it a week or two or whatever i whatever it looks like i said hell i just want to get through the first one man this is covid none of us ever experienced this we just need to figure out what's going on so that was the thing I got the stage he said yeah no no problem on the stage we'll hook you up and jordan Jordan and Kelly have always been tremendous to me, and uh, can't thank them enough for for how supportive they they were early on, especially uh, giving me the confidence to do this. Jordan hates being acknowledged. I don't know if Kelly hates it as much as Jordan. Doubt it. <laughs> um, she's like me. She likes to talk and be in front of people. So Jordan's a little more reserved. But anyway, they they helped me out with the stage and Tony. So then, the inevitable as he gets closer, you know. Historically, October is the driest month of all the 12 months. And as the, there was a hurricane coming off of something wherever that year, and it just looked like it was going to rain and rain and rain. And, dude, I was stressed because, you know, nobody wants to sit out hours in the rain. You know, you, one time I went and seen Kid Rock at the Fish Fry, and and it rained through a little bit of Whitey Morgan set. But, I mean, it piss-poured rain through Kid Rock. And Lindsay was pregnant with Bayless, but we put on ponchos and we partied. And to this day, it's like one of the favorite concerts we ever went to together. But that was one set for an hour and a half. And I'm asking people to sit out in this and rain for hours upon hours. And turns out I was a hell of a lot more worried about it than everybody else was, right? 
Um, but like leading up to the day before, I remember it was showing like you know ninety percent rain, eighty percent chance rain, whatever. And so I remember Mayor Randy Hetty being like Dustin and me and Blake Johnson went over there to town to get the the post out stage, and he said, "Now Dustin, buddy, it's gonna rain. Ain't no way around it. It's gonna rain." You can have the, uh, you can use the barn over here at the uh, at the fairgrounds. Now it's dirty. You have to clean it out. We went and looked, man. It just looked like a, it was a mass suicide of of pigeons that just got together and had a cult, drunk the Kool Aid and offed themselves. You know, there's feathers everywhere. It was nasty. It was dirty. And I was like, man, I was a mayor. I appreciate it, but it ain't the North Springs Music Festival if it's in Gainesville at the fairgrounds. He said, fair enough. I wish you the best of luck. Then my buddy Andy called and said, hey, 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 dude, look, look, man, I can get you that women's building. Have you seen the women's building? Like, it's crazy. I can't believe the women's building's got a building like this in Salina. It's a shame. It's in Salina, and it's badass. You should try it. I can get it. I said, Andy, it ain't the North Springs Music Festival. It's in that godforsaken Salina, Tennessee. I love you, buddy. Thank you for offering. As I'm stressed and I'm sick and I'm mad, pissed off, how in the hell this you know we've all suffered through COVID, man. I'm just trying to do something positive, God. <laughs> you know, talking to God like he ain't got more important matters at hand than me trying to have satisfy a couple hundred rednecks in a in a hayfield in Jackson County, Tennessee. And then my old buddy Brandon Gregory called and said, Dude, you ever looked at the Donahoe? The Donahoe's got a pretty nice setup. And uh he goes, I think I can hook you up. And I said, it ain't the effing North Springs Music Festival, Brandon, if it ain't in North Springs. <laughs> he goes, dude, sorry. I was like, I know, you're the third good person who's called and offered me something <laughs> as an alternative, but we're going to have it in that damn field, and we're going to be in the rain, and we're going to make the best out of it. And Brandon's like, all right, all right. And I got up the next morning, and I was like, all right, guys, it's going to rain. Please, let's, you know, I hope y'all please will stop. I hope you'll still come because I had reservations and people would stay home, and I'm sure some did, you know, looking back at it. There were several looking back on my list, but let me tell you something. For the most part, people brought their canopies. They brought their ponchos. They brought their rain jackets, and they were there when Rye Davis was putting on a show like only Rye Davis can do. And people got stuck in the field, you know, whether you had cars. Cars definitely got stuck. I remember – I remember just watching Blake Johnson's wife Cassie's little car go sideways in there thinking, oh, my God, Ricky Kennedy is going to murder me for us destroying this field. Um, to which we bought $600 worth of gravel the next Tuesday, and Matt Taylor passed by and said, I saw you, Daddy, re-sowing some grass. <laughs> but moral of the story is little rain didn't ha- hold us down from partying that first year of the North Springs Music Fest, and everybody did a – a great job, you know. Uh, I know some of those musicians said they hadn't been up there and played in a while. Uh, I think it gave them some confidence. Uh, McCrary is, like I said, he he goes on to still play. Um, I don't know, Matt doesn't play as often as as he should, but he he still gets up there. I mean, Cher- I, don't, I hadn't heard anything from Jordan Cherokee, like I said, uh, opening for Dina Carter for me in November, the month after this festival. Mike still plays some shows. I don't know what Vanessa's up to. Um, Brother Rain's always you always on tour, as the website says. My buddy Andrew, he's he's, he's had a lot of personal um, issues the last couple of years, some, um, losing his mother and grandmother, and just love that dude. And I just think if you ever get a chance to go download some of his song, songs, Andrew Pope, 
stoned on the one whiskey gets gets me there i wish i was in austin and my personal favorite everything but everything's changing but me i just i you know i just thank the world that dude and uh and uh, Brandon, Brandon and Rye, you can catch them at North Springs Music Festival this year. Kickoff party for Brandon. Rye's on the big show on Saturday. Uh, but, yeah, just a little bitty backstory there on just how much how much we kind of had to go through. And, obviously, you don't want rain. There's nothing worse than planning. I mean, you know, basically, now I plan them from year to year. There's, like, there's no off days. Um but back then, it was several months of planning and getting the stage and getting the lineups. And you don't know what you don't know. It was all, you know, trial and error that first year. And, I mean, still trial and error. It's every year you try to figure out something. And um, you don't want rain. Well, we got through it because people were sick and tired, man. People were literally freaking sick and tired of being in their home and not having anything to do. And they showed up and showed out down here in Whitleyville. And, um before we get too much farther, I, I wanted to say just a couple. Team Wheat, Jeremiah and Amanda Wheat. I want to pull up their Instagram right now. Uh, Jeremiah builds the houses and Amanda sells them to Cry Lake. And they were my only platinum sponsor this year for the Music Fest. And I said I would make sure to to uh, get any ads in. And you know, it was looking like I wasn't going to be able to get uh, this podcast up and rolling in time. But we did, and um, looking for their ad right now. I must have put it on my personal social media. I went to the North Springs Instagram. I must have put it on my regular Instagram here. Mm. Well, come on now. I was looking right at it. I was literally, I was literally, looking right at it. Team Wheat, Jeremiah Wheat, Wheat Construction, thinking of building your dream home as a licensed general contractor developer with over 20 years of experience, and also the owner operator of Wheat Construction. Jeremiah can deliver. 931-854-6692 on Facebook is Wheat Construction, and then his wife Amanda, know them for over 20 years together. Need to buy a home or sell as a Cry Lake realtor? Amanda can help you with any of your real estate needs. Her, her number is 931-854-6451 or office 931-520-6450. Um, Amanda.wheat at crylake.com. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much to Jeremiah. I've known him since I was a kid. Jeremiah was meaner than hell. He's made a great living for himself. <laughs> Jeremiah was that kid that, like, he would, like, you know, no, everybody else wanted to do it, but nobody would do it. So Jeremiah would do it, then he'd get in trouble and get caught. And I uh, always liked that dude. So big shout-out, man. That was very nice of him to to help us out. And uh, each week I want to mention another sponsor in depth other than that. But Team Wheat was the only platinum sponsor for North Springs Music Festival. A couple more of the gold members, Bull and Thistle, Brenda Keith, Don Franklin, Chevrolet, the Pie Peddler, TriStar Beverage, Wildwood Resort and Marina, and then the next level, uh, Wild or uh, Miller Family Dentistry, Johnson's Auto Parts, Bird's Nest Listening Room in Dunn, North Carolina, the Realty Firm, Smith Electric, Fox Florist, Farm Bureau, um, and that's the top top ranked uh, or tiers, I guess, and ninety sponsors altogether. And I will end up reading everybody, but I just wanted to give a really big shout out to the top tiered ones. 
that really ponied up and helped out. But let me tell you something. Um, every bit counts. You know, I know some people's like always like, well, that's all I can really give. Trust me, it's very much appreciated. I hate asking for it. Uh, have to do it. But thank you to our sponsors. Um, went longer than I meant to tonight. Um, I'm going to leave you on a a little bit of a sad note in in music this year. You know, we left we lost Jimmy Buffett. Admittedly, I've never been a big uh, I'm not going to say a big fan of Jimmy Buffett's. Just didn't know his just didn't know his music other than his mainstream commercial stuff. And that's sad sometimes when people die and uh, and that's all you know is their mainstream stuff because I, I know there's some Jimmy Buffett fans that probably know more of his stuff. And they said he's more country than you realize and you realize that when some people was giving him the um, honor there when he passed away. But um, but down in Texas, and this is more where my musical uh, interest lies, the uh, Texas community, music community lost legendary singer-songwriter Charlie Robeson at the age 59 unexpectedly. He was, you know, he was, he was married to uh, one of the uh, Dixie Chicks, or the Chicks, whatever we want to call them, had kids with, with Emily, I think, I think is the name for the Dixie Chicks. And, uh, you know, I wasn't just a huge, huge, like, dive in his library Charlie Robinson fan. I'll admit that. I did get to see him once in a show I'll never forget. It was a three-man acoustic with him and Cody Canada and Chris Knight at the Exit Inn uh, back in, like, 2010. It's It was or 20, or 2009 or 2010. I can't remember what year. Uh, mine gets a little blurry. I'm sure I had a few beers at that show. I almost guarantee it. And uh, I don't know what I'm guaranteeing. I know it for a fact. I had a bunch of beers, you know, that night. Because cause I remember him having one of the best songs, one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, not to be just a huge, huge Charlie fan, but knowing the influence he had on my favorite musicians. But then he had a he had a uh, one of my favorite songs ever in my hometown. Um, so yeah, I just remember remember that. But um, you know, just seeing the post that like Jason Eady made. Um, Jason Eady made a great post, and I would I would encourage you to look it up on Instagram. And Cody Canada had another great post, and you know Cody's wife Shannon Shannon was very close with Charlie Robinson. Um, yeah, just just uh, kind of crazy when you lose. You know, he last time I interviewed Cody Canada in 2018 uh, on the One Lane Road podcast, Charlie had had to retire due to vocal issues, so. You know, me and Cody look back, and those shows are still in the archive on One Lane Road. If you want to look that up from October 2018 or late September 2018, whatever that was. Um, but Charlie did. He was making appearances again. So, um, kind of sad. Um, once again, before we – and I want to I want to finish, finish uh, with Charlie, but I, I just want to say, of course, plug it one more time, North Springs Music Festival, the um, – VIP for the 13th is sold out. There are there will be tickets available at the gate on the 14th. You can get those on the website, northspringsmusicfestival.com. Uh, man, it's just going to be, I'm telling you. After adding Braden Wall to it today, I'm excited for Braden. But eight, eight hours of music, $40 general admission, $5 cooler fee, $10 non-electric camping. Guys, you can't beat it. I, th- I think what I do speaks for myself, but this year is just, I'm so proud of this year. I just... Um, it's amazing. The crowd support 12, 13 states. The locals are starting to pick up on it some more. I really feel good about this one, guys. And uh, again, a few things about this podcast. It is now up on Apple. So if you're a usual Apple listener, but you've been listening on Spotify, 
It's on both platforms now. Trying to get it on Google still. Trying, uh, we'll have it on YouTube sometime probably this week. I've just not got around to it. So, but if you are listening to this, and I hope you will, I hope you listen all the way to the end. Fifty-five minutes. I'm sorry. I, I promised myself these new pods wouldn't go this long. But um, give me a like or a subscribe to the podcast. You know, I don't want to pander too much to you. But subscribe to the podcast. Give it a, a five star review. It helps me out trying to get this thing off the ground and tell your friends about it. Say, hey, man, yeah, he ain't as good without Lucas Hickman, but uh, you go come listen, come check out DK. And there's going to be more uh, as time goes on. Like I said, Addison Johnson will be a guest probably this week. We're going to work that out where Addison's going to come on, talk about his new song with Alex Williams called Highway. Uh, we're going to talk about the fest. We're going to talk about a lot of things. I'll get some other people talking before this uh, before the music festival comes out. So, yeah, find the podcast, subscribe, leave a five-star rating. And in uh, closing tonight, I want to leave you rest in peace for Charlie Robinson, Texas country music legend, and um, one of my favorite all-time country songs, not just Charlie's, play a few seconds here in my hometown. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you um, next time with Addison. Now I got myself a little band, and we're pretty good, I guess. But I never learned how to wear my hair And I never learned how to dress So I'm leaving for the last time Honey, I'm never more to roam Gonna pack my bags a little heavy this time Gonna head my ass back home So I